0: Good morning, and welcome to this edition of Advice Worth Keeping, KPMG's podcast series where we interview firm executives and thought leaders, as well as third-party industry luminaries and experts on important global business trends, topics, and leading practices. My name is Stan Lepique, and I lead global research for KPMG's Management Consulting Services Group. And the topic for today's podcast is the very important and high-profile topic of digital labor. So in the way of context, earlier this week, the week of April 25th, KPMG hosted its big Global Analyst Day in Boston, Mass., where we were focused on how are we helping our clients thrive in the digital world, which is a very big and a very important topic. So not surprisingly, this is a very hot topic at the event where we talked about what we're doing with our clients and what our clients are doing in terms of investing in digital labor and other related technologies, such as cognitive We actually ran a a quick survey at the event with the large number of analysts that were there from all of the major analyst firms. And that group of forward thinkers indicated that they felt that robotics process automation as well as cognitive automation and artificial intelligence is going to be a disruptive technology that's going to have some of the biggest impact on business operations globally and across all industries over the next one to three years and, and certainly much farther out than that. So to discuss these points further, I have a couple of esteemed guests here today. First is Ms. Tracy Bernard. Tracy, within the U.S. firm, is the Advisory National Managing Partner. So Tracy, thanks for joining us here today. And Cliff Justice, Cliff, a longtime participant in the Advice Worth Keeping series. And Cliff's current role is he's heading up the strategic growth initiative within the U.S. firm for cognitive and digital labor. So Cliff and Tracy, thank you very much for joining us here today on Advice Worth Keeping. This is clearly a big topic, and we hear a lot from our clients. We hear a lot in, in the media. We talk about and write about a lot digital labor, robotics process automation, cognitive automation, intelligent automation, enhanced automation. The topic today is digital labor. Cliff, maybe if you could start out with some level setting for our listeners, just all these different types of automation, part of one big bucket. What are some of the key differences? And if we're talking about digital labor, is this really the superset of all these different types of automation efforts? Or what are some of the things our listeners should be clear on as we start to talk through what we're seeing going on in the market and what are some of the best practices for adopting and exploiting these technologies?
1: All of the terms that you just mentioned can really be categorized into the topic of intelligent automation. This is about the automation of knowledge work. There are many different technologies that drive the automation of knowledge work. But it, importantly, this represents a much closer connectivity between human beings and technology. This is a technology that augments knowledge, augments judgment. It's a technology that also automates some of the routine tasks that we see in areas like business process outsourcing and the day-to-day transaction processing that supports the business. It also is a technology that can be trained and help augment experts as they work through very complex decision. So it's, it, all of the technologies that you mentioned, digital labor, artificial intelligence, these are all part of an intelligent automation spectrum.
2: And just to add that, I would say that this type of technology we're really seeing being applied across a multitude of fields that really require a lot of judgment and expertise. I'd say we're seeing in, you know, areas that we probably never thought of, like medicine and law, as well as within our own business and professional services.
1: Yeah, that's right. It's going to have such a large impact that you can't really put it into one industry. You have to look at it across a a spectrum of what has traditionally been human activities. So, If you think of how the Industrial Revolution automated muscle and automated the physical labor that humans were performing in agriculture and in factories, this wave of artificial intelligence and machine learning and cloud computing enables a whole new way of automating and augmenting knowledge work, and professional services. This is transformational. It is, in a sense, revolutionary. It opens up massive new opportunities, and it also raises a lot of questions. This is not something that unfolds overnight because it represents such a cultural change to business, to uh, society. There are ethical questions that have to be answered and worked through. So this is a generational change, but it is moving fast, and it's moving faster than the other revolutions that we've seen in the past.
0: So then if we're going to talk about intelligent automation, of which sounds like digital labor is as a component, it's obviously, for, for the reasons you both just stated, really changing what's possible for a business to achieve and do, both through providing these technologies to make their people more uh, efficient and effective, and ideally focus on more strategic activities. But it's also introducing, obviously, a new class of digital labor. Tracy, how is KPMG, the collective member firms, thinking about this? Obviously, it impacts how we help our clients solve their problems, achieve their goals. But it's also going to impact how KPMG as a consultancy, increasingly a products firm, delivers our services out to our client base. So how are we addressing both of these elements?
2: I'd say at KPMG, our approach to this digital labor concept has really evolved, and it's going to continue to evolve. As Cliff alluded to, it's a fast change, but it is continually changing, and we have to make sure that we're changing along with it. And as we continue to look at our current solutions, as well as solutions that we're going to build in the future, we're going to factor this technology in to everything that we do and the value we bring to our clients and in the way we work. Really thinking about ways in which we can use digital labor to make us more efficient and more holistic in our approaches and our methodologies, tools, and enablers. I'd also say it's impacting our internal investments. So when we take a look at ourselves. There isn't an enhancement or change to our core business, our market development, back office, or even our talent strategy that's not contemplating how to leverage digital labor to make us better, smarter, faster. I'd also say that some of my colleagues within tax have really created this very, very innovative idea to get all of the tax employees involved and engaged in these efforts. They created this Let's Bodify challenge to make sure that every single person across the board are really having this kind of concept front of mind and helping to motivate everyone and help work through and improve efficiencies across the board. I'm so excited about it that I really want to replicate something like that with an advisory to really help motivate our people and help improve our cost to serve.
1: That's a really good point, Tracy, and a big part of our program and our investments in this area is to take the experience that we're learning and we're gaining from transforming our own firm and experimenting with leading-edge technologies like artificial intelligence and machine learning and robotic process automation – And then building those capabilities into our advisory offerings and our tax offerings and our our audit services to take that to the market to enhance our capabilities that inform the market and help our clients transform and take those learnings that we gain from the clients and the marketplace to help our own products and services evolve internally in KPMG.
0: So clearly, exciting times here at KPMG and for our clients as well. Maybe if you could just give us a few more representative examples of both things we're doing internally. Because I know Cliff, you and I have talked about some things going on in tax and audit. Tracy, you just mentioned tax. So maybe a couple more examples to the extent you can share of what KPMG is doing, but also maybe a couple of some of the more innovative things you see that clients are doing with our support.
1: We're looking at intelligent automation holistically. We're looking at it in terms of how it impacts our business model, our operating model, the infrastructure that supports our large global business. We're looking at it at how it impacts our people, and we're looking at the core technology and the capabilities of the technology itself, where it is today and the trajectory it's headed. So we have a number of use cases initiated these use cases have been chosen strategically, they've been chosen because they represent knowledge patterns that are core to our business. These use cases will then be expanded as they mature and grow to augment and enhance our business across the firm, across audit, tax, and advisory. We're learning from this and we're, we're gaining knowledge from this and we're, we're able to apply that knowledge to our clients. We have created a service that we call the Cognitive Automation Value Assessment. And what this does is this helps clients understand the impact to their business, to their whole digitization strategy that artificial intelligence and automation will bring to their business. We help them understand potential use cases. We help them understand where the potential value proposition resides in their organization as it relates to intelligent automation. We help them select potential use cases to develop proofs of concept and to pilot and to assess the entire business case and develop the business case around automation. And as you can imagine, this implies massive changes to traditional operating models. It implies massive changes to the risk calculus of a business, to security. Importantly, if you look at a traditional enterprise architecture, people, the process, the technology, the customers, the, the way that the front, the middle, the back office connect and interact with the marketplace, the idea and the concept of intelligent automation and what is referred to as digital labor has profound impacts across all of those areas. The entire sourcing strategy has to be reevaluated and rethought. The operational support structure in the context of automation has to be looked at, rethought, and the way services are deployed to the marketplace and the way products and services are offered to the respective clients in various industries, they all change as a result of intelligent automation and artificial intelligence.
2: And I'd say a lot of the use cases that Cliff, you're referencing, you know, obviously we're building that, many of them alongside our clients. But in a lot of ways, we couldn't do this without some of our alliances, like IBM Watson, which is one of the leaders in artificial intelligence. You know, but that's obviously not the only technology out there. Other companies we're working closely with are Microsoft and many others. They're really developing these you know, advanced technologies where companies can begin to build their own IP and their own capabilities.
0: So maybe to wrap up, we started out this podcast talking about uh, the big uh, global analyst day KPMG held earlier this week up in Boston. Based on your discussions with the analysts, and what you saw and heard at that event, but probably equally or more important based on your own client experiences, what are the couple things that our listeners should really be focused on relative to taking advantage of digital labor, at least in the short to medium term? Obviously, if we look out too far, it's going to be hugely impactful, but exactly how still remains to be determined a little bit. But in the short to medium term, what should clients be doing?
2: I think our clients are still really grappling with engaging the customer engagement and really how to think about that in this ever-changing, ever-evolving digital world. It's really about how they're going to acquire, engage, and retain customers when the path to purchasing is constantly changing. And then layer on top of that, what social media is doing and it really could make or break anybody's brand with a snap of a finger. I would say that for many years, and, and as I talked to my clients, they sort of felt like if they focus exclusively on the front office, that's all they needed to really focus on when it came to customer strategy. And if you think about it, it makes sense. It's really the first point of interaction with a customer. But if you really unpeel that onion and really dig deep into the root cause of why brands might not be able to deliver a real meaningful experience, it's really often due to issues in the middle and back office, whether it's inefficient supply chains or inconsistent pricing strategies or maybe poor data and analytics. So we're really looking at ways to help integrate digital labor into those middle and back office functions to help improve that experience, whether it's helping our clients reimagine the customer service and contact centers, or helping them create more tax-efficient supply chains, or even working closely with them to develop tools to improve employee engagement and information access.
1: And I would also say now is the time to begin having a broad ethical discussion on the impact of intelligent automation to business, to society, to the impact that intelligent automation will have on public policy. This is the time to begin forming the frameworks and understanding the impact artificial intelligence will have on how decisions are made. We're talking about technologies that are more autonomous than any technology we've seen in the past. So we have to begin to relate with machines differently. We have to begin to encode ethics and values into machines and into software, very similar to how we encode those ethics and values into our workforce. How are decisions made? How are biases avoided? How do we build security to protect privacy and and protect confidentiality into the systems these questions are just emerging as organizations are beginning to understand the scope and the impact of intelligent automation into the business world and every company will be impacted by it if a company is not embarking on a strategy on their own their suppliers are and their customers are and their competitors. It is a broad sweeping change and there has to be a discussion and a conversation at the strategic level in every organization around how artificial intelligence and intelligent automation and digital labor will impact a company's values and ethics and how to build the institutional protections of those cultures and values and ethics into the change. Well,
0: Cliff, I think that's a great point to wrap up on. I know KPMG has recently come out with some good insights and thought leadership on that very topic of ethics. I'm actually working with Todd Lore to this podcast series to talk a little bit more about some of those deliverables, but I know that you and Tracy both have some insights on that. So Tracy and Cliff, this has been a very enlightening discussion today. Thank you for taking your time, and we'll sure to get both of you back on here again to continue this very important discussion. But thanks again today for your time. And you can find the links to the items we referenced in the show today below the podcast. If you're online, of course, the URL for that is kpmg.com slash US slash podcast. That's a wrap. Thanks for your participation.